Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues. I am the one, P Shark. What's going on, everybody? I've been out for the past couple of weeks, um, but I'm still at underscore Scott Lee on Twitter. What is good, everybody? This is your guy, Yon Trev, a.k.a. the Chief of Staff of Dylan Brooks Island. And just want to take the time to welcome Big Steve and them to Dylan Brooks Island. We'll get to Big Steve and them in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> of course, holding it down, down low, man. It's the man, Tab Shakir. Shout out to JV. I love you already. I miss you already. And it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I wanted, wanted to bring the pod with good energy, but just thinking of JV being gone, it hurt. It hurt. <laughs> well, speaking of Big Steve and them and JV, that is the first topic for the, today's episode. So, since we last, since we last been on, a lot has happened. A lot. A lot. But this past week before the draft, about two or three days before the draft, Grizzlies make a big trade with the New Orleans Pelicans of all teams. The rivals, mm-hmm. of course. But we traded. And at first the report came out before a couple of days before. That was looking, it was Eric Blesso, possibly Eric Blesso coming to Memphis for um the 17th. Well, we're gonna get the 10th pick and Eric Blesso for the 17th pick. Turns out to be we still do get Eric Blesso along with Big Steve. <laughs> as Trevor like to say. Um, picks number 10 and 40. So we moved up in both rounds. Uh, moved up from 51 to 40 and moved up from 17 to 10. And that trade included JV along with everything. And also we got another first round pick for next year. Uh, the Lakers first round pick from New Orleans top 10 protected. So before we even get to the actual names that were attached to the draft pick on, thir- on Thursday night, how did y'all feel about the trade? You know, when the news broke that this trade was happening, I was not a fan of it. I was not a fan of it um, due to the fact that, you know, the Grizzlies, in a sense, lost their second best player. The Grizzlies lost their, if you want to call it ace and ace, like if you, they lost probably their one of the most consistent players. Um, and so to lose that, you know, I would think that maybe over time, maybe after the draft pick that we, you know, that we had on Thursday, that I would probably feel, you know, at ease about it. Um, and I don't. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm still, you know, still struggling with, you know, accepting the, the, the fact that, you know, we traded, you know, JV. Not only did we trade JV, but you traded JV. You took on a bad contract um, and it was to a division rival. Sorry, like I just, I, I'm sorry too. Like I just can't get over the fact. I mean, you know, if I had to give this this trade a grade, it's a C. It's like a C minus. I'm 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 gonna be real with you, just because like I mean, JV was such a huge part of the team. He was such a huge part of you know the pick and roll offense that you know once the playoffs start, like once the you know the end of the regular season and once the playoffs got here, like. That pick and roll with him and and John Morant was damn near money, um, and so I know I know with you know with you trading JV then you get Big Steve, um, and so you know you know Stephen Adams is a much better defender than JV is, but he's not that guy. He's not you know that that guy that you know that can give you the rebounds that you need to get you know those quick little you know six to eight ten putback points that you know that you are normally get 
So to be completely honest with you guys, I'm worried. I'm worried because, you know, that was a low post presence that we had. Um, you know, I haven't talked about, you know, how I feel about, you know, Triple J um, yet. Um, and it seems as if they're pushing all the cards to the middle table to say, you know, we believe in Triple J. We believe in his ability to, you know, give us what we need in the low post. And I don't agree with it. I've seen enough that would make me disagree with the move that they just did. So um, I don't like the trade. I don't see myself changing my mind unless, you know, the person that they selected um, this past Thursday, again, we'll get to that in a second. We'll, you know, if that person turns out well, if that pick that we got from the Lakers, if that turns out well, then maybe I'll change my mind. But until then, I don't like the trade at all. Well, allow me to be the objective one here. Um, Good, because I ain't going to be. <laughs> everything Skyler just said was 100% correct. Uh, JV was arguably your second best player. Again, I would have loved to have uh, kept him, uh, but it's just show, it shows that Kleiman felt that Balanchonis wasn't part of the long-term plans. I didn't look at this from a standpoint of uh, flipping JHAV. I looked at it from the standpoint of moving up in the draft. I uh, will get to it in a, in a minute because the stories had come out of, for the reason behind the trade. Um, a lot of people have not watched Stephen Adams play since the uh, Durant-Russ days. I have pretty much post-KD Russ, so I kind of know how that whole thing is going to work. Uh, John and Steve will, will be fine. It'll be similar to Russ and Steve. It's not going to be on the same magnitude as John and JV because Steve is not that big of a uh, post presence as we already as we all know, first and foremost. And also, I'm pretty sure all of us watch the playoffs. All of us here watch the playoffs. Like, JV was put on an island the entire series. It, it seemed as though for a good five or six possessions in a row, JV was caught, you know, on an island during the pick and roll that was ran by Utah. And Stephen Adams kind of addresses that for a minute. But I, again, I would take the trade off offense for defense because now it puts pressure on Jaron Jackson Jr., who's in the contract year. So now everything that we thought or that we've been saying about Jaron Jackson Jr. for these first couple of seasons. Now it needs to come to fruition, especially now, like I mentioned before, he's in a contract year. So if it pans beautifully, if it works beautifully, fine. If it doesn't work, then unfortunately we, we run the risk of losing 3J. Um, Eric Blesso, of course, I thought he may have been on the roster, but I figured that he wasn't going to be on there much longer. And uh, we'll get to the draft pick when we get to the draft pick. But um if I was to give it a grade, I'm actually going to go up a grade. I'm actually going to go B minus um, just because, uh, one, they got they got into the draft. They got into the lottery. And we'll talk again. We'll talk about that soon. Um, they addressed their need for a, quote, unquote, enforcer on defense. Granted, you're losing your second best player. But if you get better defensively, I'll take their trade off, especially if you're as Skyler said, pushing all your chips to the table on Jaron Jackson Jr. There, so um, I'm objective about it. I'm 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 feeling pretty good about this move. 
Well, of course, I'm the one that's, you know, if you president or whatever you are on DV Island, then I'm all of the above on JV Island. So once I saw this trade, I, I, I'm hurt. You know, I'm still hurt. Um, I'm with Lito when he, like, you hit the hammer right on the head, bro, when you said you put all your chips on, on Triple J. Of course, I'm on the Trip J bandwagon, but I feel like what we've been saying about JV literally all year and what we've been saying since for three years, consistency is key. You do not trade a consistent, what, 16 and 12 on a day, daily basis. Like he was literally, like you said, Trev, on an island during the playoffs. He was the reason we were able to get easy buckets when everybody else wasn't a score. And now we trade him to a, honestly a rival of ours. Like we we he's he's a, he's on a rival team, and I think that's what hurt kind of the most because it's like the front office they helped the rival. The, the the Pelicans got better off of this trade. So why would you do something like that? You you trade him for Eric Bledsoe, who won't be put on a Grizz uniform. So now what are you gonna get for him? It um it it's I. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting the front office because they hadn't given me a reason to, you know, of course, not trust them. But this trade, it got my antennas going because, like I said, you don't trade consistency like that. You don't trade somebody that, of course, has his defensive liabilities, but most people do. And when you're in the tw- second, third quarter, JV's running that offense, like you don't trade that away for Steve, Big Steve, whoever y'all want to call him, who is a great defensive center, but – that that that's that's offense that literally gone down the drain for our second in my opinion second best player on the team um so like i said you do put all your eggs on a basket with triple j this is a no excuse year for him i think it at this rate actually puts the pressure on him to succeed um i think and i'm hoping that he will succeed uh so there is no excuse now especially if you want the bag this is one the time to show it and now you'll have the players around to and the coaching staff that believes in you with this trade because JV's only 29. He was he, <laughs> happy birthday to me. He's only 29, just like me. And I'm still relatively young, <laughs> but no, man. Um, I, of course I'm hurt. I'm a hate to see JV in a new Orleans Pelicans uniform. Hell, I hope the Pelicans trade him soon, but uh, thank you JV for, for everything you've done. You do you the man, bro, but I'm still hurt. So, my thoughts on the trade are <laughs> initially it kind of it did hit a little bit, but I did I did tweet out later. Trading role players don't hurt me as bad. And yes, JV was our second best player last year. I see what the front office is doing. They're thinking ahead. We all watched that playoff series. We all watched what Utah did to him on offense and why he was on defense. So I don't. I do disagree with it helping New Orleans. New Orleans had offense. JV doesn't help them on defense. New Orleans need defense. I don't see how he helps them. Good point. Good point. Good point. Him and Zion together. That's gonna be barbecue chicken on defense for everybody. <laughs> but um, and JV, like I said, I love JV. He's a he's a good player. But I just think I see what the front office is doing. Uh, so that's why I don't mind it. I think the front office. If we all ran this team back. I didn't believe they were going to get out the first round. Now, they might take a step back and not make the playoffs now. But I think in the future, they will, they will be – I am not going to necessarily say they will definitely be better off, but I see what they're thinking. Um, unfortunately, they are putting all the chips in on Triple J. This is exactly what this move screen. And any given person out of all of us, we're unsure about them in totality. So – it all depends. We just this is one of the trades we can't grade until 
two years down the line, really. That's the truth. We really this trade, we really, we really want you to be able to grade until later on. And we're about to get to draft pick in a second because it's just it was straight over future move. And unfortunately, it takes away a player that we all like that we all really enjoy watching play. But I understand the move. And I think just this year seeing it just like it hurts, but I, I understand it. I'm sorry. Like I, I get everything that everybody's saying. I understand. The only thing that I understand about this move is you want to get better defensively. Like that part I understand. So, you know, if you told me just that, and you know, if it was a clear swap for JV and Steven Adams, then that I would understand. But it's trading him. It's also taking on a bad contract, which then in my if I'm not mistaken, that puts you out of free agency for next year. And then on top of that. Then you're putting all your chips like on Triple J, which again, in my personal opinion, he hasn't shown you that he can be that consistent player. So then that's the, the that's you know that's another bad thing. That's three bad things, and then we'll get to the pick, which then again makes none of this make even more sense. It, literally nothing about this trade I like. I'm sorry, nothing about it I like. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be I'm trying hey. to be optimistic I, about I, it, yeah, but nothing it's... about it I like. Nothing. Yeah, aside of the swap, yeah, that's that's it. But I think as far as the contract stuff and things looking in that situation, yeah, it looks bad. That's why I gave it the grade that I gave it. But uh the draft pick, which again we'll get to because it did it was a head scratcher for yours truly. But um yeah, I, I understand the move because you gotta remember in the latter part of the Utah series, like JV wasn't even on the floor. Like hey, there were times they pretty much went go for broke and move 3j to the five just to see what would happen and all of the stuff that we're asked that we were already asking for 3j to be the second best player to score and rebound now the rebounding part kind of is put is kind of taken away but with that being taken away from 3j now you're asking 3j to pick up the scoring load that you was getting consistently from jv and that's where the question mark lies. That's where a lot of people are a little concerned. Like, I can't remember what was JV, I mean, not JV, uh, what was 3J's average uh, last season, but you're essentially asking him at this point to be either close to 20 or north of 20 a night. <laughs> Which is not, not, but not only the 20, but it's the you know the eight to ten rebounds that you yeah. kind of need to get to. to I, which I, again, I, I, Triple J I can't will, get you that I will, either. I will settle for six to eight if I'm That's getting. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll settle for six to eight if I'm getting similar. If I'm getting eight to ten from Steve, I'll settle for six to eight for uh. For I'll settle for that too. I'll settle for that too. So yeah. basically, they're banking on Triple J returning to what he was in the bubble before he got hurt, hoping Bingo. he has a healthy offseason. And, the, and, like, and, and I know we don't like the words out out to Savage, but the potential is is still there, guys. <laughs> I mean, the potential. I know we don't like the word. I know, I know. But what the Grizz staff has done, <laughs> we we some we, we got to understand, right? The Grizz. This is the first time I've seen our front office a competent front office with coaches that will help you develop. What I mean by that is that we saw Xavier Tillman, a question mark, who, who you know what I'm saying, who, who, we, who we drafted last year, coming to his own, and we see the consistency of what he can do. We saw Desmond Bain, a rookie, 
who who had the, the highest and not sec top three in, in three-point percentage shooters. We have the coaching staff to help develop the players, which is why I, I am on J on Triple J Allen. I do approve of our of our uh, rookie selections that we had this our draft selections uh, that we had this year. So I mean, like I told you, until people call him King Climbing, until King Climbing show me a reason to take his throne away, he, he got it. You know what I'm saying? But with him trading JV, I am my pitchfork getting ready. I'm hot. <laughs> My pitchfork is all my pitchfork already ready. Sharpie, let's get to the draft. Let's go. Let's get to these draft picks about Zachary Kleiman. That's why I'm calling him. Come Zachary. On. He got to prove the king part after this this whole ordeal right here. <laughs> the name of this show is the name of this specific episode is Moody Fan Base. Because when that tenth pick came, let me tell y'all how this. <laughs> okay. First up, we drafted Zaire Zaire Williams. That's 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 start with there. Okay. When we had, they got the pick number six. Kept hearing these rumors about Josh Giddy. Me, I'm like, like you said, the word potential. I don't like the word potential. So I'm like, nah. As soon as OKC took him, boy, I was selling, bro. I said, yes. That mm-hmm. means we ain't got to take him. Cool. And next three picks go by. I'm thinking James Booknight is going to get taken. Mm-hmm. He didn't get taken. So you literally had your choice of James Booknight or Moses Moody, who I really, really wanted, who a lot of people really, really wanted. And they come out and say Zaire Williams. Later on, the uh pick number 40, they trade up to the, at the end of the first round at number 30 and take Santi Adama. I hope I uh, pronounced his name right. What are y'all thoughts? Uh, the, you know, um, you think... You know, I think there are times in life where you think things can happen. You may predict um, what may happen, what, you know, what, what may come to fruition. And, and, you know, and then it doesn't happen. And then you're just like in a funky mood. Um, and I'm not even sure what gets you out of that mood. And that's exactly where I'm at with it. Um, to your point, Sarkey, you know, people were taken ahead of the 10th pick that you just you just knew that, you know, if, if you were, I think all of us did our, you know, our pre-draft, you know, homework and we was like, okay, cool. They, you know, if James Booknight is there or Moses Moody is there, then, then especially after, if you were one of those people that's like, eh, like you're on the fence about the trade, then if you, if they get Booknight, if they get Moody, then you say, okay, it makes a little sense, right? To, to trade, you know, to make the trade with the rival to mobile up seven spots it, it will make sense that, you know, if you drafted one of those players. And again, I, I hear everything that you're saying, too. But damn, are these reaches. These are absolute reaches. Now, again, I mean, you know, there are people out there that say, you know, Zaire Williams, you know, he was a top five, top ten guy coming out of high school. I get it. I get all of that. But that's high school, ladies and gentlemen. Things happen. And you know, if if that was your guy, if Zion Williamson was your guy, you could have just stayed put. I'm pretty sure Zion Williamson would have been available at 17. That's just personal opinion. So if you know if that was their guy from the get go, if they knew all along that's who they wanted to get, then stay at 17. I just don't see why you why you gave up as much as you did to go get that guy 
which again, you know, if you heard my my, my letter grade as far as this trade is concerned, you may have said, damn, that's a little low. Everything that's on the table right now is exactly why I said a C minus 2D because none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. That is a reach at 10. James Booknight is sitting there waiting to be picked. The man was probably damn near halfway walking to the stage. He or Moses Moody was damn near walking to the stage, I'm sure, with a – I'm pretty sure at that time it would have been a Pelicans hat because the trade wasn't official. But they were ready, and you went with Zara Williamson, which, you know, I did, I did my work. I did my homework after him. Pretty decent guy. I don't want to knock the guy. I mean, he, he hadn't put on a Grizzly uniform yet, so I can't judge him. That's just not who I would have picked. That's just not who I would have picked. That pick at 10, and then the pick with the guy that you just mentioned, Sharky, who, which, if I'm not mistaken, was, you know, if you look at most mock drafts, probably wasn't going to be drafted. He was probably top 60, top 70, and you chose him at, what, 30? That's a reach. And, you know, what's the saying go? If you reach, I teach. Mm, I'm sorry, y'all. None of this makes sense to me. None of it makes sense to me. Well, they say if you reach for the moon and fail, you land amongst the stars. So I guess that's what the Grizzlies are um, shooting for with these two picks. Um, <laughs> if Bognight, if uh, James Booknight pans out in Charlotte, Memphis is going to regret this because he was taken with the very next pick at 11. And then, of course, Moses, Moses Moody rounded out the lottery with the Warriors taking him at 14. Hurt. Yeah. I tweeted before the Grizzlies pick. I was re- I was going to get ready to acknowledge clean climate because the deal was basically the kind of force someone to take Josh Giddy before Memphis did, which we got with Oklahoma City. And I'm like, okay, all right, Book Night and Moody should be available at ten, and. We literally had both of them like sitting there. I'm like, this is choose your destiny point for the Grizzlies. Both of them sitting there, and you take Zaire Williams from Stanford. Again, I did my homework as well. Pretty decent, but not the type of guy that I'm looking for. I'm guessing this is Climate's way of saying this is a project. If that's the, which I'm perfectly fine with, but if that's the case, you should have stayed at 17. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm. Fully, fully confident he would have been there at 17. Like, if someone else would have taken him, I didn't, hey, good. <laughs> then let them reach. Let them, let them, yeah, they let them reach. Like, I'm 100, I don't believe Klein when he said that he wouldn't have been there at 17. No, he would have been there at 17, in my Agreed. opinion. Like, if you were going to reach high to get in the top 10, James Book Knight and Moses Moody were like sitting right there, just sitting right there. And then it just literally had me. Head scratching, so I'm like, okay, climbing. Here we go, here we go with the uh pitch force, and I'm ready. So, and then with the other guy that we reached for, um, I'm not, I can't pronounce his name. He played at uh, I can't remember the college, I think it was um, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so one, he didn't work out for any NBA teams, that was one, two. He didn't take any Zoom meetings with any teams, and he told NBA teams not to draft him because he felt that he was going to go back to play in Spain, which, of course, scared a lot of teams off. So I don't know. Did he have a private workout with the Grizzlies or something for the Grizzlies to reach this high, as high as 30 as the last pick of the first round to take this guy? So 
I don't know, man. We'll 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 see how it, how it plans out. Um, when once they're wearing the Grizzlies uniform, if they're well, Zaire Williams will be wearing the Grizzlies uniform, but if this other guy is even wearing the Grizzlies uniform past July, so I don't know, man. It was a head scratcher to me. So what what the word that we damn near should have named this episode, Shark, was project. That's exactly what I see in Zaire Williamson uh, and Williamson, Zaire Williamson and uh, Santi Adam. And what I mean by Zaire is that he's a six eight four who can score the ball. Right, nineteen years old, came out as a freshman, of course. But like you said, Sharky, two years down the road, we'll know whether this trade made sense or not, right? Because we did trade up to get him. Apparently, this was our guy from the get-go, you know what I'm saying, outside, I guess, Josh Giddy. But when you – when I'm thinking, I guess, as far, two years down the line, of course, I, I don't see – with them trading JV, I honestly don't see Slomo with us that much longer. And I think that because Brandon Clark is such a project as well, I think that Brandon Clark could be expandable as well, especially with them kind of being like the same height. Of course, Brandon Clark tenacity on defense is a lot better, but then the word project applies to Zaire. You know what I'm saying? Six A long body has, you know, the potential to be great. And I think the Grizz are gonna see what they can do him. Two years down the line, this may have been a genius move, but two years down the line, we may have just wasted a two a two year, you know, a, a top ten pick. So, I mean, time will tell, but I, I, I like Zyre Williams. He played with, you know, okay, Bronny James. So, of course, he got the fan base. Um, some would have arguably said that he was the best player on the team at that time. So, I mean, he got the fan base. He, uh, John Moran love him already. Um, so, I mean, we, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see how he'll do, especially with us using the top 10 pick on him. But as far as Santi Adama go, this is us putting pressure on Triple J again. Because if you look at uh, Adama's numbers from Loyola, 21, 10 rebounds, that's, that's kind of what we're looking for from, from Jaren, right? Not saying that he can come and do what Jaren can do, but they got one, you know, MVP overseas. Like the overseas players are doing, they, they damn near, they caught up with the NBA game, right? And I think that this is one of those moves that can help us. You know, especially down the line, we got a, a former, you know, MVP. So to win an MVP in any kind of league, in my opinion, should say something, you know, to, to a younger player. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, the word project is, is, is this what I think of these two picks. And like I said, the Grizz hadn't failed me yet. The front office, the coaching staff hadn't failed me yet. I love what I saw from Tillman last year. I love what I saw from Desmond Bain last year. I love what I saw from Slomo. Like we all said on this podcast, Slomo should have been most improved and I think he don't get there without the coaching staff that we got on the Grizzlies. So the, the, the eyes are on them and they hadn't given me a reason to to, to call them out negatively yet. So I'm not gonna do so. Sorry, if you don't mind before you go, my 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 issue with the project word is in my opinion, you don't have time to develop I yeah, you do. You got all the time in no, no, the world. No, 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 the reason you don't have time to do that is because of John Morant. You have to make sure every single season that man is at least happy or he knows that, okay, I know I see the future in which we're going. Because if at any point he doesn't feel that way, if at any point he feels, eh, I don't think the Grizzlies can give me everything that I need to be successful, he can leave. He can, but we've been saying the same thing about Dame Lillard for 10 years. And, you know, 10 years, this <laughs> is where we are. And he's still on the same team. 
But that's Dame Lillard. Not the, that's Dame Lillard. We got John Morant. I I don't see too much difference to be honest with you. <laughs> all right, all right. Then, well, then, then about, is, we got honestly, we have all the time in the world, which is why we traded James. You do not have the time. Really so not. The if, if you're excuse me, if you're going to trade in the top ten, and I'm coming off a season where I was the HC in the playoffs. I am looking for somebody I can slide in this mm-hmm. roster immediately. Exactly. I don't have no. I don't have time for a two or three year project when I know I had. I could potentially lose both three J, who you know we still iffy about, and potentially lose John Morant. I don't. I don't put. And this is what I mean. I'm this. I, I'll explain in a minute. I don't put the timetable of Steph Curry and John Morant in the same because the same thing. What we're saying about John Morant, we don't have the time. I would say that about Steph Curry before I say that about John Morant. Like, there's so much time left in John Morant's career. Rather than Steph Curry is in win mode now. We don't necessarily have to win right now. We (laughs) overachieved last season. Let's take what we need. Let's get better. But if we need project players to get better, that's what we need. In order for us two years down the line to be there, that's what we got. At some point, you're going to have to progress beyond what you finish. Like, yeah. We were the AC two years ago. We unfortunately lost to the Portland in the bubble. We were the AC this this past season, despite not having three J for the entire season. At this point, now the next progression up is to either get a higher seed and or win a playoff series. Mm-hmm. So, again, and cur- and currently constructed. Sorry, to cut you off, Trevor. That's not happening this coming up yep. year. That's not happening. And if now, granted, John Morant has a very long career ahead of him. I will say that. But is that a long career in Memphis? I'm, I, I think with me, it's somebody that I know what it feels like to take a step back to take two steps forward. And if this is what I'm going to see from the Grizz, I'm with it. Okay. I'm with it because they did draft players based on potential. But if you look at what how they can fit with this team, it fits. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it honestly, if Zaire can come off the bench averaging twelve a game, that's cool. If, 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 if Adama can come and, and 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 get some rebounds for us in the place of Jaren, so we don't have to overpay Jaren, that that's a win to me. But is that enough to get you out of the first round? Not right now, no. But it's okay. And that's another year lost. That's, if you're that's another year lost. Right. Sorry, Sharky. So. I fall somewhere between y'all. Uh, I don't think we have as much time as Took. It sounds like Took is saying, but I don't <laughs> think we have as little time as you and Trevor are saying. I think mm-hmm. I'm somewhere, it's somewhere in between. Um, they can afford to take this year was the year they can afford to take a swing. Um, but we might as well change our saying from consistent consistency is key to patience is key at this point because that's basically what they're telling us: be patient. Um, I spent a lot of time. In St. Louis growing up with my aunts and stuff. And, you know, Missouri, the state of Missouri is called a show me state. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's, all, that's that's my motto right now. Just I need to I, – I, there's nothing I can grade right now. I'm not about to talk bad about Zion. I can't talk good about him either because I don't know. I've seen film. He shot 29%. But his actual form looks good. Uh, I know Stanford, his, his freshman season was rough because – COVID, everybody went through COVID, but I think all of their games are on the road. Um, he had two family members died. So I get all that. Um, I didn't. We all watched that draft together when we drafted Triple J. None of us like their pick. No matter how we feel about Triple J now, it turns out to be better than what we thought that night. 
<laughs> we we didn't like to pick it out. So because of that specific pick of Triple J, I'm going to give. I'm not going to react like I did then. I'm going to give this one chance. But show me. That's how I, I can't. I'm not too optimistic, but I'm not too down either. I'm just in between, in the middle. I just got to see it. I just I can say this because we do have John Morant, we will be in playoff contention next year. Will we actually make the playoffs? Mm. But because of John Morant, he's proven his first two years that the Grizzlies are going to be playoff contention, and I do believe it. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a reason why Memphis would not be in playoff contention more so or in the playoffs next season, uh, unless they just take a extremely huge step back. Uh, but again, that depends on how the rest of the West is going to shape up. There you go. That's, that's the big thing because the West, again, <laughs> you, you you know, health being, you know, albeit health, like the, the, the Warriors are still coming back. <laughs> you got to look at that. Like, you know, depending on what Portland does, that's still, you know, that's just, that's still a factor you have to look at. And then, again, you want to bring up Dan Lillard, but what exactly did Dan Lillard say a month or two ago as to why he was, you know, he he put the trade out there, then he he pulled it back. It was, again, he said he got tired of losing in the first round. He got tired of not being in true contention, not at least being able to at least touch the Western Conference Finals. It's cool making the playoffs, I promise. It's, it's good. You get a little extra money here and there. But you get tired of barely making. You get tired of being the seventh, eighth seed and knocked out every single year. Yeah, keep it in mind. You love your microwave society, man. You want you want your success right now. No, I it's don't no. Know right now. <laughs> okay, it's cool. No, no, I, you know, I'm not saying you need it right now, but I'm saying what if I'm John Morant? What what moves have been made to make me say, okay, cool, bet I can see this working. Like I can see us move. I can see us. Getting out of the first round next year, I can see. Why, why does it necessarily point. have to be moves though? Like, why can't it be players getting better? Just like we saw, you want year year one to last year. Literally, every single player got better. Yeah. Also, to pick to kind of refute your point, Skyler, John Morant liked the pick. He John Morant don't tweet and do that if he didn't like the pick. So obviously, he feels good about that year. Well, he can. So in he, that he, sense. I think right, he has to like the pick right now. He has to like the pick. He has to like the pick. He, he, like he, he ain't got to so say a word. He could have not tweeted and they said nothing. <laughs> John Moran tweeted. Now, you know John Moran will tweet what's on his mind, whether it's positive or negative. That's true. <laughs> so <laughs> he was not tweeting at all if he ain't like the pick. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. With, with you being in the West, I'm sorry. You got to make yeah. bigger moves than that. And you don't even have, you, you, you're not even in play for free agency. That's not even yep. play right that, now. That's yep, that's not in play either. So man, we're not getting a free agent, we're not getting yeah. no big time free agent anyway. Yeah, yeah. well, and of course not because, you, <laughs> because you, you're taking on Eric Blesso's contract. I mean, we went <laughs> no free, no big time free agents coming to Memphis. Now I can understand like little role players, sure. And yeah, uh, you know what? Shout out, we don't have Justice Winslow no more, so well, we won't have him anymore. So I was like, that's, Yeah, that's, that's a positive. That's, that's, that's a positive. That's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> The trade pretty much guarantees that we will not be picking up Justice Winslow's option. So, <laughs> I hope y'all yeah, right. to, to, to Tuke's point, I'm looking at how Memphis are doing things is similar to how the Thunder did things during the Durant-Westbrook era. Like, they made the playoffs as an AFC. They managed to get two from the Lakers. And in the very next season, with moves made or whatever, they actually – got to the fourth seed, I believe, and won a playoff series. That's the next step for the Grizzlies right here. 
You got you got at some point within the next two to three years, you need just to be top. Just give it time. You need no, to be okay. Three years from now, when John Morant is in free agency, and we still uh, <laughs> and we and still, still it, drafting people based off potential or projects, then that's a different topic. That's a different conversation. But right. when we have a team full of young players, Trev, you've seen OKC okay, time. Like you just say, you've seen a young team draft and consistently, consistently get better. We've seen it. We've seen it. That's what the Spurs did. We've seen it time and time again. So patience. John Moran just turned, what, 21, 22? Like, we, we got time. I, but, I think – go ahead, Shark. I about to say what I can say is don't take the opposite approach. We got a lot of three first-round picks next year. We got a lot of – all these young players, we got stuff to make a move. Somebody got a hit. Don't pull it like Boston. Yeah. Don't pull it to Boston, and don't and be pump faking on a potential yeah. big deal for. Some no, players. I don't. We not pump faking. We we not pump faking. No, we I'm saying we not for. now. I'm we saying one two years down the line, you gonna have to. Yeah, nah, Danny A's just punked out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he he. I don't know what we gonna call it. He he deserve his own term with that one because he had the world in his hand. Yeah, but like Scott said, somebody got a hit. Mm-hmm. With, the, with these picks, some somebody got to hit. I, I, I'm, I'm just not of a fan of trading in the top ten on a project. Like if you was gonna, <laughs> if you was gonna use the project, if you was gonna use the pick on a project, you should stay at seventeen. Exactly. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard was a project, and look at him. <laughs> it's Kawhi Leonard though. Yeah, like it turned out to be Kawhi Leonard. Like again, and we're, not saying, saying, we're not saying we're not saying nobody heard of Kawhi Leonard. We're not saying we're not saying none of these people are going to hit. I'm not saying. I'm not saying nobody's going to hit. I'm just worried that none of them are going to hit. Like that's my that's my worry. Is none of them are hit. And you're in the Western bro, Conference. Bro, bro, and, bro, and, bro. Let me finish. Bro, let me it's finish my birthday. Too. Let me finish. Not be negative today. But Can you're in the positive? Western Conference. The sun is shining. I'm in Memphis, bro. Can we just be positive? Okay. All right. First I'm, and foremost, I'm gonna need you to brush <laughs> up on your NCAA game because if you watched. The NCAA during Jimmer, you know who Kawhi Leonard is. So that's that's number one. Number two, another person who was a quote unquote project was Giannis. But guess what? He was taken outside of the lottery. So and it eventually panned out. My thing is, I don't mind you drafting projects. Just don't trade in the top ten for it. Especially with the where where you are now as a team. Like if you was gonna do that much, Polk Wright and Moody was your typical guys. Somebody that can come in immediately and make it and make an e- instant impact for the Grizzlies. Was that said something? If you was gonna use a project, just stay at seventeen. Like I'm, like I said, one hundred percent. I believe Williams would have been there at seventeen. I don't care what Clim says. So I'm just, I'm just ready to show me Zaire. You know, Triple J hit them eight threes in their first summer league game to shut me up. Zaire, I ain't saying you got exactly do that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say that he's even gonna play? Let's just be honest, because John didn't even suit up for for the summer league, and look what happened. So he was hurt. That's another thing. Oh yeah, he John, was hurt. That's right. He came out the knee injury. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. All right. All right. You know, typical name of this this episode was Moody fan base, and that's exactly how we end the show. In the Moody, <laughs> in a very Moody <laughs> mood. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tuke. Happy birthday to say off, man. Sorry. We, we had to be moody. Happy, bir- Happy birthday. birthday, man. Happy birthday. Yeah, y'all always moody, man, but I'm used to moody. <laughs> 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 appreciate it. Shout out to Moses Moody. Oh, what's his name? Modi Moosey. Shout out to him, man. Hey, what man. Is, how do you say his name? Oh, my goodness. That was hilarious. 
Like that was hilarious. Kendrick Perkins, Lord, Lord, Lord. All right, man. So remember, man, follow us on Twitter at starting five MEM. Follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on the network who gave great uh previews up to the draft and 3ND podcast, core four podcast, GBP Live, and the long view. Remember to follow me on Twitter at DeWine underscore P Shark. I'm still at underscore Scott Leo on Twitter. I'm off PTO, y'all, so I'm, I'm officially back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm at the Auto Trevor on Twitter. First letter of each word is capitalized except of because it's the preposition. And we didn't shout him out today, so shout out to Sheedy who was unable to be on today. Follow him. is really Sheedy. Yep, follow me at Tev Shakir, man. That's how we're doing it today. All right. Good things popping, little things stopping. <laughs> Ball on you, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. To this time, man. No grease. No grease.